what you put on your body is kind of says, it can say a lot about you, you know, and I just, I want people to have fun with who they are and give people confidence to be themselves and I feel like fashion does that. Hello, welcome to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. I'm your host, Leah Lem. And I'm your other host, Cole Primo. Miigwech for joining us today. Native Lights is at its core a place for Native folks to tell their stories. Every week we have conversations with great guests from a whole lot of different backgrounds. These are policymakers, healers, artists, you name it. We talk with them about their gifts and how they share those gifts with community. And it all kind of centers around this big point of purpose in our lives. And I can't wait to continue amplifying Native voices today. And I'm also very excited because my sister and co-host Leah is going to be presenting an episode today. Yes. Well, Cole, you're looking cool. <laughs> you got your uh, tank top on. Well, and... you know, we're not exactly interviewing somebody live right now, so I can <laughs> be a little bit less presentable, I guess, <laughs> if you're going to point that be out. Be a little more casual. <laughs> But you're keeping cool then, it looks like. Yeah, I mean, I have to turn off the AC so that the the audio is as good as possible. So, got to stay cool. Oh, see, I got to close my window. <laughs> <laughs> my only hope for any airflow. So, uh, yeah, I'm super excited for today's guest, as usual. But it, it just doesn't get old. Never. You know, it's always just like exciting every single time. Amber Bukanaga is an artist and fashion designer, and she is a citizen of the Leech Lake Band, and she lives in, in East Lake, actually, on the Mille Lacs Reservation. And we chatted um, a few days ago at Clockow Brewing, which has a nice stage for That's musicians right. and a fashion show. <laughs> and uh, I believe you have been there yeah. before, up here in Grand Rapids, you and Maria and the and the doggy. Yeah, it was a vibing place for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice spot um, right in town. And I, okay, I'm, I'm not getting any kickbacks or anything, but I just got to say <laughs> that <laughs> I really, really appreciate Clocko Brewing's non-alcoholic drink selection. So, okay, when I work, I don't like to drink. I, I you know, I like a beer from time to time. I, I, I love it. Like, mm-hmm. Clocko's great, but like... They had, it's called Duca water, and I implore you to try it when you come visiting, come visit me up here, but it's a house-made hop seltzer, hmm. and I was a little hesitant. <laughs> I know the beer tender, um, who was lovely, I was like, are you sure? Is it good? She's like, yes, it's actually really good, and it was refreshing and hoppy and surprisingly non-alcoholic, so... That was that was a nice switch up. Ah, yeah, I'm gonna try cool. that. Yeah. So anyway, Clockow hosted the event, the fashion the fashion show, and I got to chat with Amber Bukanaga, quote unquote, backstage, so to speak, <laughs> uh, beforehand. Um, backstage was actually just back among their equipment, their brewing equipment that sure, they sure. have, which was was pretty cool. You know, it had that that uh, aroma of yeast. Um, that is very, uh, you know, has that bread smell. (laughs) Well, 
well, thanks for taking time. I'm just going to kind of like lean yeah, in here a little fine. bit, kind of dorky like, but can you take a moment and introduce yourself? Yeah, um, my name's Amber Bucanaga. Um, I am, I live in East Lake, Minnesota, part of the Mille Band Reservation. I'm enrolled at Leech Lake. Um, I'm an artist and fashion designer. That is so cool. And I remember we met a couple years ago at the McCrosty for like a... Yeah, we did a First People's Fund training. First People's um, Fund artist training. Yeah. That was really cool. Which was, that was really cool. Um, I, it, was, it was super helpful. We met a lot of really cool people. Getting to see you perform was really cool. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, yeah. And then eventually, uh, you know, a year to the day after that training, we did a show at McCrosty. Mm. Isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah, I just really loved the opportunity because I was pretty new up here Mm -hmm. um, in northern Minnesota. And it was nice to just meet other artists, like, Mm -hmm. hanging out, doing their thing. And I remember you talked about being mainly on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And is that still true? It's still true. Yeah. It's become a lot of Twitter, too, now. Mm -hmm. Then it was a lot of Instagram, and it's kind of cooled off a little bit. With Instagram, it's still super helpful, and it's still a way I keep in contact with a lot of old clients and, like, you know, also, you know, getting in touch with new ones. So it's still super useful, but Twitter has really been there for us lately. After we put our collection up for sale that we did for New York Fashion Week, Twitter, like, took that, and it sold in, like, two days. Okay, tell me a bit about New York Fashion yeah. Week and what you did for that. So, um, we apl- I applied as a co-designer with another designer from Red Lake. Um, it was probably like between the two of us, like a thirty-piece collection, and it, it was the first collection I did, like full collection of men's and women's wear. So, like, we got accepted to go. Um, we did a lot of fundraising activities, which was really cool. Planning um, got a. Uh, our flight sponsored by the Mille Lacs band, which was cool, super helpful. It was Rise New York Fashion Week was the company that did it. They it's they do shows during New York Fashion Week for like up and coming designers. Um, they're really into supporting people of color. It seems like there's always every time they do it, um, there's always Indigenous people, which I think is really cool that they're there for them. So it was, I think, maybe eight other designers were on the runway that day. We brought all of our own models, so we had all indigenous models too, which was really cool. So um, it was our first show, and we were in a backstage with eight other designers and like lots of models and makeup and hair. So it was quite the experience. Like we're in Minnesota, and it's usually just one a one designer show besides the event that I just had but this that backstage experience we had at New York Fashion Week was a real learning experience for us because there's a lot that goes into making sure the runway looks how you want it to look and thinking about like what you want the lineup to look like enough time for outfit changes things like that so we learned a lot. I mean, it was our first time doing it, and it was just, it was a lot of fun. Where was the fashion show located? It was in the Lower East Side. Um, do you need to take that? Okay. Yeah, I do. Okay. <laughs> so we stopped our interview for a couple minutes while she took her phone call. Um, I, you know, I'm never in too much of a rush <laughs> to uh, interview somebody that they can't take 
you know, an important phone call. So um, it actually happened to be medical, a medical phone call. And Amber's son has epilepsy. And we'll hear more about that in a few minutes. She totally talks openly about it um, and was definitely open to um, sharing that, which, you know, it's a real honor to hear. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool. You know, she got to go to New York Fashion Week the big and Apple. show her designs. <laughs> that's awesome, yeah. Doesn't get more on the stage than that. That's, that's great. Seriously. So when she's done with her call, I re-ask the question and jump back in about New York Fashion Week. Where was New York Fashion Week? Where, where were you located for that? Um, we were in Lower East Side, Manhattan. So it was a really cool area. We did a lot of exploring around there. Like, we kind of kept it, we weren't like super touristy about it. We kind of just explored where we could. And um, we were still doing a little bit of show prep too. So like, we got to go to Mood Fabrics, which is a really cool place. It's where they shop when they do challenges on Project Runway. So we went there, we needed um, leather and stuff. So that was cool, yeah. Okay, so tell me, is backstage at New York Fashion Week like we see on like Sex and the City yeah. and in the movies? Yeah, it, it, that's what it's like. But it's like there's no explaining what it actually feels like because you like are in such a rush. Um, but it was pretty wild and it was just a whole lot. Um, my sister, one of her final looks was this gown it's like ribbon gown that I made it's like sparkling gown um and her zipper was stuck so I had to like rip it off of her like break the zipper rip it off because like I couldn't get it off and we needed to change her and get her back out there so like that's how crazy it gets so it's very much it's like you see on tv that's what it looks like yeah (laughs) great so tell me a bit about that then so so you're an artist like it it's, it seems like it's just um, it embody, embodiment of an artist. Um, what are the challenges that you have with being an artist? Um, well, I guess the balancing of like home life and your passion of art is a thing that you have to balance because I mean it can I mean I work from home too, so like it's not like I have separate studio space. I use my basement, and I guess there's that where like. I feel like I need to be with my son, but at the same time, I need to be working in order to take care of my son. So it's like this whole thing. And with having the challenges that I have with my son, I have to also take care of myself. And art is what does that for me. I think knowing that I need to do it for myself in addition to doing it to take care of him is like, is a good thing, yeah. And can you tell me a little bit about your son? So my son, he is about to turn six. He's he's this most amazing little boy. Um, he has epilepsy, so um, he has seizures. And um, managing that and taking care of him is a pretty big challenge for me. Um, and I mean, tonight we have a show, and he and right now I'm kind of dealing with like he's having like a really hard time with that right now but I also have to be away from him to do this um which also happened when I did I did a show at um Mystic Lake which was a huge deal it was like a huge audience and like lots of people that was like good to like meet and mingle with and like other artists were there and 
that was a huge deal. It was our biggest crowd we've had, and it, and it was like it was so important to do that, and it was so rewarding to me and my team. Um, but also, what people don't see is that in the days before that, I had spent four nights in the hospital with my son, and went home, got my show stuff, and came back to the city. So like, it's a whole. It's a really, it really is a balancing act, but at the same time, it's like, this helps me so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about that, maybe a bit more, like, how does it help you and maybe how you got into it and finding yeah. that? Um, so I did a lot of work in education before I stopped doing that to work, to, to do this full time. Um, and it was just like... I knew that my work, the work that I was doing was important, but it also didn't feel 100% right for me, and I needed to do what felt good. And I, I did art a lot on and off, like through my teen years and stuff, um, and into adulthood. But it was just like I was working and all of this. So like I went through periods of time where I didn't do art at all, and I'm like, why am I not doing that? You know. And I knew that it was like what I love to do the most, but also. It's not like people are encouraging you to be an artist when you're young either. So it was like I've always known what I wanted, but I've never like when somebody asks you as a child, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I'm not going to say an artist because that doesn't mean anything to an adult looking at a kid who they think thinks to grow up and like be a lawyer or like go to college and, you know, whatever they think you need to do, you know. So... It was just, it was always there, and I wasn't having a good time working, doing the work I was doing, even though I knew it was important. So I just had to make the decision to leave, you know. And it was something I completely decided on my own. I, people, there was people who knew I was having a hard time, like my partner knew that it wasn't the right for me and all of that, but like the decision to leave it, I just like thought about it and thought about it over a couple of weeks and was like, I'm done and stopped working and worked from home and started sewing and selling. And in the beginning, it wasn't like, I mean, I made ribbon skirts and I made a lot of other things, a lot of beadwork and leather work. So it wasn't like what I'm doing now, but it, that's how it started. It was like, I kind of learned how to make clothes, you know, and it turned into this. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. And today we're hearing from Amber Bukanaga, artist, fashion designer, citizen of Leech Lake Band, and mother. And I got to talk with her before her fashion show at Klakau Brewing in early August. So, okay, I want to take a quick moment now to hear from a couple of the models that were a part of the fashion show. Remember, I was quote unquote backstage um, with the group of people. They were all putting their makeup on, looking absolutely fabulous. <laughs> um, and first up, I talked with Silvestri. Okay, can you um, introduce yourself? Hi, uh, I'm Silvestri. I'm uh, an indigenous Latinx drag queen and theater artists, and um, Amber was actually the one who reached out to me to ask me to model, and I couldn't be more happy to, because she's, you know, a very, very talented uh, woman, and so to wear the pieces like this is just, I don't know, it's uplifting. What are you wearing tonight? Tonight I'm wearing 
that let's see I think it's uh, there's a purple dress or like kind of kind of a like a uh, ruby wine color there's also a uh, fire truck red ribbon t-shirt that I'm gonna wear with um, a sort of uh, what's it off the shoulder black uh, long sleeve shirt it's just kind of like really nice you know CDs popping like colors <laughs> yeah. all over the place um, yeah what else I think I'm wearing a couple new things too because we're we're a little short on models, but you know we're gonna put we're gonna make two. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. So Sylvestri and the next model I talked to actually both wore these really cool dresses that had corsets on them uh, that Amber designed, and um, they were like ribbon dresses with like some floral designs on them. So it was just like really pretty designs, and they also had just different takes, I guess, on the ribbon skirt or ribbon shirt designs. Usually when I see, when I think of like fashion shows or anything like that, I think of clothes that are like hard to wear mm-hmm. or that look great on the model in the moment on the stage. Um, and not necessarily on me, not me, you know, walking down my dirt road here. Um, but there were some cute tops, like a crop top ribbon shirt and really cute skirts. It, it's, I, I would really recommend checking out the social media feed to see the designs from Bukanaga Social Club. So next, uh, Hannah Smith is another model, and she's actually the business manager for Heartberry. If you remember Heartberry, one of the great uh, shops for Native art and blankets That's and right, yeah. accessories and stuff. Um, so Hannah wore several great designs, including a pair of pants with a mixture of designs and fabrics on them. Like it was a combination of like floral, ribbon, birds, and of course it had pockets. <laughs> um, here's Hannah. So tell me about what you're doing here today. So I have been modeling on and off for the Bukanaga Social Club for a few years now, and um, Amber tapped me, and I'm excited to be here. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like to be a model? It's nerve-wracking. <laughs> it's kind of fun, and I think that like what Amber produces is really beautiful, and it has definitely a vibe to it, and I try to portray that when I'm do- on the runway, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> The, our last show, people were so happy. Like the community showed up, they were so happy. Everyone was waving. I couldn't stop like laughing and having a good time. So I'm like, oh, they're trying to be serious, and everyone's like waving and cheering, and I just like kept laughing. <laughs> it was so much fun. It's a lot of fun. Well, it bucks the stereotype of the the stoic native. It's like we're funny. We promise. We're loving, and it's like, yeah, yeah, enjoying life. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So you could really hear. The energy um, that both Hannah and Sylvestri have for modeling. Um, And then while the fashion show was going on, they were just like dancing basically. And it it was a really cool show to to witness and to enjoy. I took a bunch of pictures and... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was curious uh, how... Because, you know, uh, the the model shows you see on TV or whatever, everybody's so serious when they're walking down the the runway. Mm. So it wasn't like that is what... Is what I'm getting at. Is is what I'm hearing from the interview. <laughs> it definitely wasn't. It wasn't that like yeah. that blue steel look. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, a little bit of that too. But Smoldering that gazes or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So uh, back to Amber and our conversation. So, what would you say then for the young person who wants to be an artist? I think that if that's what you want to do, that's what you have to do. I mean. 
I hope that times have changed and people are more supportive towards the arts. I know that it's not where it needs to be either because I feel like being an Indigenous person and living in the world today, like there's art spaces that aren't quite welcoming to us, like at right now still. But I think that it's getting somewhere for sure. So how would you describe your designs? Because they are so awesome. Um, even just, it, it's like, you can see the culture, you can see the innovation and the colors. It, it's all like kind of this story. Yeah. And uh, can you talk a little bit about it? Well, it's good to, it's kind of, it's good to know or to hear somebody explain what, how they see it yeah. because that is, kind of, that is how I see it. And I just, I never know if that comes across. I just don't know what people think when they see it. Like, do they understand it? Do they understand what I'm trying to say or like... I just think what you put on your body is kind of says it can say a lot about you, you know, and I just I want people to have fun with who they are and give people confidence to be themselves. And I feel like fashion does that. You're listening to Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine. Native Lights is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Today, we're hearing from Amber Bakanaga artist, fashion designer, citizen of Leech Lake Band, and mother. So say somebody hasn't seen your work before, how would you describe it for them? Well, I think, I mean, that's a hard one too, because it's like, I don't, it's like, I want to have fun, right? Like I want the clothing to be fun and new and like not something you would see somebody wear somewhere all the time. Um, but at the same time, I still want it to be like cool. I don't, I don't know. It's like it's a hard one to explain. Like this, like the the stuff that I think of making. Like I don't know where it comes from. Like I, it just happens. Like people always ask me if I sketch my stuff beforehand or what, and I don't. I can, I mean I've tried. I I, and I have sketched things before, but like if I look back at the things that I've sketched for New York and what actually was on the runway, it's nothing like what it, I sketched. I mean, kind of like the vibe is there maybe. The color story might be the same, but it's, I don't know. It's like, I see, I like know what I need to make and I just make it. I don't know how it happens. So, which is interesting because the color that comes out is like not me. Obviously everything I have on my body right now is black and that's like usually how I dress. Like I don't really have a colorful wardrobe myself, but I want to put everybody else in color. And I don't know why that is. Um, but I mean, traditional art, is inspiring for me too like I see like the floral work and all of that and old beadwork or things like that and maybe that's where that comes from because there is a lot of like floral and applique and sometimes beads and stuff in my work so well I saw something recently where you posted a like a ribbon wrap skirt mm -hmm. And yeah. that is something that I've been like, I just wish that existed because yeah. I don't know about you, but like some of my other ribbon skirts, it's like not quite fitting right. I would like to have something really wearable. Yeah, see, the thing is I don't even wear skirts or dresses myself. <laughs> so like that was kind of where that came from. Like I knew that like a skirt wasn't comfortable for everybody because right. it's not for me. Um, well, and it would look cool with like leggings and yeah, stuff underneath. Yeah, see, so my, it was my sister Alyssa in the pictures I posted, and she was wearing these faux leather 
almost latex looking pe- black pants mm-hmm. and then like a tie on ribbon skirt over, which mm-hmm. I feel like kind of made it modern. I mean, the tie on itself kind of made it a little different than like a ribbon skirt, but like the way she wore it yeah. was really cool, I think. Yeah, and I can see that because like I have a pair of pants kind of like that, you know, like the Spanx, like yeah. <laughs> they're like faux leather looking or pleather looking, they're not leather, but yeah. And I'm just like, how can I wear these without showing everything? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that and would be so it. perfect. Yeah. I see, what, I know what you mean. Um, people think that women or even Indian women need to be modest. And I don't believe that. I don't, like, I am myself. Like, I don't, I'm not, like, super, like, let's show everything. Um, But I also think that people should dress and show what they want to. Mm -hmm. And today I have, um, I have my girls wearing ribbon T-shirts with, like, no pants underneath. They're, like, wearing biker shorts with long T-shirts. So, like, they got full legs out. Or, you know, things like that. Or my sister wears that, um glittery gown I had to rip off of her with just a scarf tied around her her chest that's cool too you know yeah that's interesting you say it like thinking you need to be modest versus what you know like what is the alternative yeah. um I think modesty is how you maybe hold yourself to yeah, in a way it is it, it totally is it's, being modest doesn't mean anything to me it doesn't mean that your values are any different than somebody who's not you know so what's next? Anything next? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, there's a there's a lot of like um, new collection stuff happening in my mind, but I mean, I'm also not done with this one. I'm almost done. I'm almost done with this one. Um, but I mean, are you ever done? No, That's the thing. I'm never done. It's just I'm constantly doing doing something. Even if I'm not sewing, I need to draw or something. Like it's just constant. But right now. Um, there's new collection happening in my mind, like more winter, fall stuff. So hopefully that's next. Um, we also have kids on our mind, so I'm not 100% sure or even sure I even want to say the ideas yet, sure. but we're thinking about kids. And so, yeah, I guess that's where we are right now. So that was my conversation with Amber Bukanaga. Cole, very nice. Do you have any reactions? First of all, I feel like there could be literature and movies based on what capturing that originality, but also being cool at the same time. Like that's mm-hmm. when it comes to like my or my art. I try to I try to do stuff that's a little bit different, but also you gotta you gotta think about what's cool too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like uh, I like that. I like the fact that she's, you know, making these dresses that are comfortable for people actually and bucking the trend of these model runway shows that are all these uncomfortable things like we discussed earlier. Yeah, I love and how how she talks about how she's framing modesty. Yeah. And it being more of a personality and not directly related to what somebody's wearing. Yeah. I like the feature. It seemed like a very lively uh, place to be, for sure. You can find Amber Bukanaga on Bukanaga Social Club. You can find her work on Twitter, as she mentioned, um, and Instagram, um, and see her fashions there. So big chimigwech to Amber Bukanaga. Amber Bukanaga is an artist, fashion designer, citizen of Leech Lake Band, and a mother.
I'm Cole Primo. And I'm Leah Lem. Miigwech for listening. Gigawabamin. Gigawabamin. Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine, is produced by Minnesota Native News and Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. If you want to hear more Native folks talking about their gifts and finding their purpose, search for Native Lights, where Indigenous voices shine, wherever you find podcasts, and find all of Minnesota Native News' content at minnesotanativenews.org.